0: Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. This episode of Anxiety Slayer is brought to you by Inspiration for a Woman's Soul, opening to gratitude and grace a new best-selling book by Inspired Living Publishing. Claim your copy of Gratitude and Grace today and get 60 gifts with purchase at gratitudeandgracebook.com. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan VanderLeek here with my wonderful friend and partner, Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, Ananga and I share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. Today, we're going to be discussing what makes health anxiety worse and how gratitude can help it get better. Hello, Ananga. Hi, Shen. It's wonderful to be with you again today talking more about health anxiety and how gratitude can really change that place of anxiety and fear to a place of love and hope. Anxiety is a very constricting feeling.
1: It really makes us feel squeezed in and shrunk down. And of course, gratitude is the opposite to that. It's a very expansive and open state of mind. So, definitely helpful in overcoming all kinds of anxiety, but particularly, I think, health anxiety.
0: One of the things that I've noticed in my household is that if something comes up, if I have symptoms or my daughter has something that, She's dealing with the very last thing we ought to do is try and Google them. Because <laughs> when you get online and start searching for what it is that you're experiencing, I really believe that that makes it worse because you really don't know. And then all kinds of new information comes forward. And I feel like that's just where we ought to start is talking about, you know, don't Google your symptoms.
1: Yeah. I remember years ago, before the internet, my mother-in-law used to have a big health encyclopedia. And if anyone had any symptoms, that had come out with a thud on the dining room table. And, oh no, the encyclopedia's out. And then you get a list of potential terrible illnesses. But with Google, it's even worse. So much information, so many pictures, videos, all the stuff that really can feed anxiety into a blazing inferno and just really wreck our nervous system yeah don't google it
0: so if we're not going to google it what's the best thing to do
1: talk to someone get support don't keep it inside another thing that doesn't help keeping it inside talk to someone balanced positive sometimes i like to talk to older people i have an acupuncturist who's about 20 25 years older than me she's really good to talk to Find. Positive areas of support, as we talked about in our last podcast on health anxiety, being proactive about healthcare. Have a look at nutrition, clean eating. Talk to a natural healthcare practitioner if you have some issue that you feel that you might like some support with. And of course go to your doctor as well if there's something there that you feel that you need assistance with. But get support, talk and look for positive upbeat help.
0: That's really good advice. I think the the other part too is that when we are experiencing something that's causing anxiety and that worry loop or that fear is coming up, try not to be hard on yourself. You're not alone in this. There's many people who have some concern over their health in one way, shape, or form, and nobody likes the thought of illness or pain or suffering. And this is where rather than holding it in and being hard on yourself and wondering why something is happening. That's, that's my go-to places. Why is that happening? Just yesterday, everything was fine. This is when we do need to seek support and educate ourselves and find approaches that feel positive so that you can start making supportive changes.
1: Yeah, support, but not being hard on yourself, not feeling that there's some big issue with you because you have concerns over your health, because I don't know many people who don't. It's okay not to like the thought of pain or sickness. It's normal. It's natural. Don't be hard on yourself. And yes, educate yourself and get support.
0: I think it's also important to bring up too, that we don't want to lose sight of our present reality of what's going on in the moment, you know, allowing ourselves to run down that path of this projected worry and, oh my gosh, what might happen? And then just unfolding a story, letting your mind get away from you and unfolding a story that simply isn't true. Be in the moment, check in, ask yourself what you need. Sometimes we know exactly what we need if we allow ourselves to just relax for a moment. Our bodies are marvelous. You know, sometimes something comes up that vanishes just as fast as it came. If something's more chronic, then yeah, it's time to talk to somebody.
1: What really helped me with this when I've had health anxiety in the past is to bring yourself back to the present moment. Health anxiety really throws us out into the future. Many of our anxieties, they're not in the present moment, they're either out there in the future or regrets and worries from the past. And whenever we get ourselves in the present moment, we start to feel more comfortable. So a really simple thing that helps me with this is to just, as you said, ground yourself in the moment and just say, right now, I'm here and I'm okay. And to list what you're doing. I'm sitting in a chair, talking with a friend, trying to read this book. Whatever activity you're doing, I'm doing this and right now I'm okay. Just bring yourself back in the present moment and allow yourself a pause and a deep breath and then take it from there.
0: And another thing that always makes worry better, that always takes things to a different level is practicing gratitude for the health that you do have. Even if it's as simple as appreciating the gift of sight, or your hearing, or being able to walk, being free from pain, every one of these is a gift. And we need to treasure these gifts.
1: Yeah, very important. And I've seen this time and again with inspiring people who are living with disabilities and are living in a wheelchair and they're positive and they've got something to be grateful for. Right now we've got the Olympics going on and following that's the Paralympics. When the Olympics were in the UK a few years ago, just a mile from my house, they were having cycle track events for the Paralympics. So I went down there to see and honour the people racing and it was incredible. People laying on their back on a flat bike, like a skateboard, pedaling like crazy with their hands uphill, going around for miles and so brave and courageous and, and fit in all the ways they could be in their mind and body and not focusing on the areas that were challenging to them. of really important, whatever we have got to focus on that, and that's that expansive thinking again. Fear makes us worry. I don't like this. What about that? I don't want this to happen to me. Gratitude rains that in. It's like opening the curtains in the morning. It really lets the sunshine in. I'm grateful I can see. I'm grateful I can speak to my friends. Grateful I have my hearing. Grateful I can walk. Just bringing it back to simple, simple appreciations. No matter what we're going through, even if we're in hospital and we're really ill, there's still always something we can be grateful for. And it's very wonderful when you observe people who have that in place and they make that their. Rule of thumb to live by to live by gratitude.
0: This episode of Anxiety Slayer is brought to you by Inspiration for a Woman's Soul Opening to Gratitude and Grace, a new best selling book by Inspired Living Publishing. Claim your copy of Gratitude and Grace today, plus 60 gifts with purchase at gratitudeandgracebook.com. Before the break, we were talking about how important it is. To practice gratitude. And now we're going to discuss some more of the benefits of cultivating gratitude.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite benefit is the present moment awareness. I'm here right now, in this moment, I'm okay.
0: And it really allows us some space to reflect and make better choices for ourselves when we're in that moment and in that gratitude window you can always go there. I love to start my day and end my day in gratitude. That really makes for a balanced and happier life. It does.
1: And it's a powerful antidote to anxiety because it gives us perspective, that pausing and appreciating gives us perspective, broader vision, and we can see better choices and lesser choices for what they really are with much clearer vision.
0: I think it also helps us realize, as we mentioned before, what we do have. It helps us get unstuck. It helps in our relationships. Appreciation is a key to deep connection. So, when we can appreciate our bodies, appreciate the health we do have, appreciate our relationships, our peers, our, uh, you know, when we look around in our environment and we have clean water to drink and a bed to sleep in and you know, it goes on and on to be grateful for these things that many in our world don't have, that we really give thanks for how blessed we are. Yeah.
1: And also in relationships when we are suffering and in anxiety and we're worrying, sometimes we're focusing very much on what we feel we need. And sometimes anxiety causes us to think about what we're not getting that we feel we need. It can put us in an, an expectatious state of mind. And that can be difficult in relationships so to bring gratitude in on that level with our loved ones who might be confused and they might be trying to help but they might not really know what to do they might feel powerless in supporting us even appreciating the simple things like somebody sitting with you or bringing you a cup of tea maybe they want to help but they don't know how so look for the little things little things people might do for you to help you appreciate and feel a deep connection with them it's very very painful Watching people we care about suffer when we don't know what to do. It's nice for the other person to feel that appreciation too in the relationship.
0: Let's talk about some ways that we can practice gratitude to calm our health anxiety. There's four really
1: nice ways we can look at which we can bring into our day. We might choose to do all four a day or just one a day or rotate them. But the first one is write a gratitude note. You can write a note to another or send a card expressing gratitude and appreciation. It's really nice to take the time to put pen to paper and put your heart on the page and really make a a practice of it. And also it's something we can do for ourselves too. We can appreciate how we got through something difficult, show ourselves some support and some appreciation.
0: I keep a, a gratitude journal just for that, that I don't write in it every day, but I do have it out. And When I'm feeling a little stressed or low, I'll reread what I've written, and then I'll add to it to remember how much I really do have to be grateful for. The other thing that I like to do is practice a gratitude meditation by sending thanks and loving appreciation to somebody who has helped me. It might be somebody that I know or somebody that I don't know personally, but their work or teachings. Have uh, impacted me in some way. Uh, there's so many authors I know for you and I, Ananga. We love to read, and and we have so many authors that we give thanks to for their inspiration. You could also meditate on a favorite place in nature uh, with gratitude—a park, a river, a tree, the lakeshore, somewhere where you feel rested and restored. Just spend a few minutes immersing yourself in what you're grateful for, and it's amazing how quickly you will change your body chemistry and change how you feel
1: yeah it definitely has a noticeable effect it's a tangible effect even instantly for a small gratitude practice but certainly when you build it into your your daily practices i like to say thanks to nature if i've been somewhere particularly beautiful this evening we're going for a walk by a local river which i really enjoy and right now i'm particularly enjoying it because i'm well enough to walk next to it this time last year my daughter was pushing me along there in a wheelchair and i was grateful for that grateful for, to be able to go on with my family and have the help to be by the river but this year i'm fortunate enough to be able to walk by the river so tonight i'll be thanking the river for the fresh air the trees the sound of the birds so much to to thank in nature
0: there sure is and as i mentioned before keeping a gratitude journal is also something that you can practice and this can be as simple or as ornate as you like. You can even have two journals, a tiny one that you carry with you for noticing little things to be thankful for throughout the day that I refer to as joy spotting. And all of the appreciations that come up, it could be a beautiful bird singing. It could be an elderly person struggling to carry groceries and you know, without complaint or the scent of a flower or a sunset or sunrise. And you can also create a dust version for deep immersion. That's what I have. You can sketch pictures or decorate your pages in color. You can press a flower, keep a note, a photo, a ticket from an event or a journey that brought you some joy. All of these things will help you really stay in that attitude of gratitude. Yeah, these things are really... Quite beautiful
1: and immersive when you have a journal and you decorate it and you spend your time with it, I also have a journal on my ipad it's an app an app called Day One, which I quite enjoy It's not so engaging in in terms of decoration, but if I find a nice quote somewhere or a passage from a book I'm reading, I like to log it in there, and I like to clip photos and put them in there too. Sometimes I'll write for a few minutes at the end of the day of a nice experience, a gratitude meditation typing, not written, but it's the same for the heart. One thing I particularly like about day one is every time you open it, it flips up your previous year, what was happening a year ago. And I look back and think, oh, that, that's really nice. And I think if I was only writing on paper, I wouldn't get to see that review from a year earlier. So I, I quite like oh, that. Oh,
0: that's, that's really neat. I like that too. I'll have to check that out. You also like to make gratitude boards.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, fun. I I have one in my kitchen. It's just a cork board with pictures of loved ones, friends, babies, places we've been, a, a pressed flower or a leaf, or I'll have a pebble on the windowsill as well. Not really a gratitude board, but I like to keep items on my desk that conjure up happy memories and things I'm grateful for. But yeah, you can make a gratitude board, decorate it, notes, sketches, doodles from yourself or loved ones, quotes, photos. A simple gratitude list that you can write down and keep it there for a week and then refresh it if you want to, and keep it somewhere where you'll see it often and make a point of visiting it and reading and reflecting and changing up, adding to it whenever you want to.
0: So, four ways to practice gratitude to calm health anxiety write a gratitude note, practice a gratitude meditation, keep a gratitude journal and Make a Gratitude Board. All really great suggestions. Thanks so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We hope you found this episode supportive. And if you'd like to go deeper, we invite you to visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. This is the place that we've created to help you get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety.